Welcome back to the True Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, a show that's by sport PTs and for sport PT professionals. We're here to accelerate growth in your sports PT career while giving you the tools to provide your athletes with game-changing results. Here's your host, sports physical therapist and practice owner, Dr. Yoni Rosenblatt. Welcome to the True Sports PT Podcast. Super excited to have Dr. Alex Jett with us today. Uh, Alex has had really an awesome career to date, and he's really going to share it with you and dive into it. I'm fascinated by it because you left organized baseball working as a strength coach, um, which I'm sure wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, and, and dove right into getting your doctorate of physical therapy. So we're definitely going to hear about that. What's amazed me is your learning curve, the, how quickly you got up to speed as an outstanding outpatient sports physical therapist. Um, and that's what I want to share with this audience. So I know that we're talking to an audience of sports PTs. I know we're talking to an audience of PTs that want to get into sports, new grads, some people have been out for a while. And I think those are some of the things that they want to hear. They want to hear how do you how do you lower that learning curve? How do you make that smaller? So we're going to dive into that. I'm excited to, to share that with the audience for sure. First, introduce yourself. Tell us about how you got to where you are, how you joined us eventually at True Sports PT, um, and so, some of the transition points they're in yeah so originally from pennsylvania been an athlete my entire life um played football and baseball in college but baseball was just yeah i mean it was the sport i liked the most and i was just better at it so um ended up playing at indiana university of pennsylvania division two school above pittsburgh and um in my mind at that time i just wanted to take my career as far as i could and i signed um as a free agent played three years of independent ball after college um and again took it as far as i could an injury kind of knocked me out of the game i was a pitcher what was that? Labrum. Okay. Torrance, dog water. Shoulder. If, if you see me throw, yeah, you can still see it. Um, I was 25 at the time, and that's the first time I truly had to be like, okay, like where, what direction is your life going to go? Like that quick. And the training piece, the exercise science piece, that's just in my blood. Sports is obviously in my blood. So for me, the only way I could stay around the game that I love and just athletes in general is to get on the sports science side. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and got my master's and I GA'd at the same school at IUP. I was with the baseball team. And that's when I really got introduced to strength and conditioning, like all in, fell in love with it. The YouTube videos, reading all the books. I had my CS, CS already at that time. Um, And so during my time there as a GA, I pretty much, you know, took over the strength and conditioning. And um, I, I knew that I needed to like, I had enough mentors at the time. I'm like, if I really want to get serious about this, I have to go out and just learn more. Mm-hmm. So I got my, you know, I graduated, got my master's degree, and I did an internship at the University of Pittsburgh with their Olympic sports staff. And that experience was just like my first plunge into true, like actual strength and conditioning at a pretty high level. They were in ACC at that time, and I was with the Olympic staff. So mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of basketball and all Olympic sports, pretty much everything outside of football. Um, I was there for about six months, and again, I needed more. I wanted like, all right, I need a new scene. Say, I want, I want, I want to learn as much as I can, but I want to go to a different school and kind of see how they do things. Mm-hmm. So I took a similar position at Wofford College okay. in South Carolina. Again, smaller school, but believe me when I say that that staff was probably like one of the most efficient running staffs I've ever seen in my life because they don't have the resources that Pitt did, yeah. but they got it done. You have to just kind of figure it out. And so you're, you're making a good point. Um, sorry to cut you off here. It, it sounds like 
you're you're in some places with some dough, right? You're sitting at pit, and um, you would imagine that they're providing the best, and not that they don't. But then you go to a place like Wofford, um, maybe a little bit smaller budget, and you make the point that it's about the people, the people that surround yourself. You also mentioned you had some mentors along the way. Um, how do you find those people? Like, how do you find the mentors? How do you know Wofford was where you wanted to be? At the time, I sent an email. This is no lie. I sent an email to every Division One school in the country. I love it. This was before I went to Pitt. I love it. Um, one guy at the time, he was at Fordham, Ted Perlack. Right? I don't know where he is right now. Yeah. He's, he's the listening. Only guy to, I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, he's the only guy to respond to me. And he says, if you're serious about this, here's what you need to do. Yeah. You need to go get experience. You need to uh, do your internship then potentially do another GA. If you don't do another GA, get another internship. And he just kind of laid out a blueprint. And I'm just like, okay, that's what I did. Just that response. I love it. So first of all, that response, did you, did you link up with him? I never have. I thanked him. Like after so I got the crazy. job at Kansas city, yeah. I emailed him. I think he was, he was somewhere else at the time, maybe Delaware. Um, I emailed him and just said, Hey man, thank you. Like you, I literally, you're the only person to answer me. I did what you said. And I just got my first, my first like full-time job and it's in at the pro level. Yeah. And I yeah. just thanked him. It's unbelievable. And it's unbelievable that he took the time to do that. You know, note to self, like when you get those emails, pay it forward. You know, you take the time to do it. It's pretty special that he did that because obviously it shaped where you are today. It sounds like the Tim Grover story, right? The, um, like one of the first strength coaches, if you want to call him that. Now he certainly is. Uh, with Chicago Bulls. He, he hand wrote letters to every player on the Bulls. And I think Jordan responds. You know, like you, you just never know. So uh, I appreciate the hustle you're already answering the question why are you so good so early it's that it's the hustle um that's a piece of it okay so that's how so you email everyone right you're you get to wofford and why wofford i so i didn't necessarily choose wofford but at the time we relocated to south carolina my well my now wife we were together at the time she got a job down there Mm -hmm. and i was like i mean that's cool so i went with her but when I was down there, because I, I knew I could do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. there anywhere, really in the country. So when we got down there, we were living in Greenville, um, in between like Greenville and Spartanburg. And so I'm like, all right, well, what Division One schools are here outside of Columbia? Mm-hmm. And so I hit up, same thing. I, I hit up every Division One school in the area, like Gardner-Webb and all that. Wofford got back to me. Yeah. had my res- At least I had Pitt on my resume now. Mm-hmm. And the dude, uh, Josh Medler, I think he's still there. He hit me back. He was like, hey, man, come in. We'll sit down, chat, and went in there. We talked, and right away, I'm like, this guy's legit. This is the guy. And, yeah, and then he had one guy on staff with him. Yeah. Um, what was legit about him? He, dude, he, just, he just walks in the room, and you just never met him in my life. You're just like, all right, like this guy, that guy's in charge. He look, look the, look looked the part. Looked the part, act the part. He just, he, you can, I don't know, he just had that presence about mm-hmm. him. I mean, we all know those people. I can't even explain what it was. But when I first saw him, definitely, I'm like, all right, it's definitely a strength coach. But the way he talked, um, and there were some athletes in there, and he was kind of like communicating with them about something. I'm like, you just knew. Mm-hmm. He was the way he communicated. And then when we had our talk, as the more I talked to him and tell him what I've done and where I've been and like how he runs things and where he's been. He was at Memphis before that mm-hmm. with Calipari, like working with basketball and football as well. But um, um, but yeah, he's just, he was just, a, like I could tell he was a stud. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to learn so much from this guy. And he did things, you know, similar to Pitt, but like also not even close. Mm-hmm. And he got, he had, he had to really utilize his resources. 
um, being at a smaller school. And so, I, again, I just picked his brain and, and got in there. And I was working with football a little bit at that time because they had – it was just him and one other guy, and he had all the sports. It's amazing. Those bigger schools have yeah. football only and then all their Olympic yep. stuff. So, but, um, but, yeah, man, so that – that job and then so i was there for maybe like four months we'll say and so now i'm like i think i'm ready for yeah. a full-time job okay and so i'm like all right well, where do i want to go do i want to stay in college do i want to you know go somewhere else or whatever so yeah how do you know you were ready because i think that's something that younger people in the profession you know sometimes i see it they think they're ready way before they are um how do you know that you were ready what's a good sign for people listening to say you know what you're yeah. ready it's a good question. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, whenever I got to the point where I could walk in the door, have you know, sixty athletes in front of me, and my first thought isn't just like, uh, okay, <laughs> what am I going? It was yeah. just like I walk in, I'm like, let's go, bang, 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 bang. But everybody just, I don't really say much, and everybody's kind of going where they need to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I like my cues. I felt comfortable with my cues for the big stuff. Um, I just felt like I could program good enough for the, you know, depending on the time of year for the sport working with athletes coming off an injury i just i've, I've kind of seen enough at that point where i you know in, in my mind i'm gonna never like i'm never gonna stop trying to figure it out but i just had this this calming presence now when i walk into the door i'm good yeah that's kind of was it for me and i don't love it there's no timeline yep. and and believe me like between all that it's not just me like going and working with athletes and like i'm st- still reading books i'm still yep. reading articles i'm yep. still training trying stuff on myself mm-hmm. to be like well how does this feel because if i don't feel it i can't coach it like mm-hmm. i'm just doing little things because i wanted it right and i wasn't going to stop till i got a job in pro uh at, at the pro level i knew it was probably gonna be baseball yeah and at, at that time i was just kind of like that's when i'm like well do i stay in college or am i ready to apply for a pro job mm-hmm. in baseball but i knew i was ready for something else something yeah. next yeah i think that's um that that really resonates with me when when i looked to go from staff PT to managing to owning stuff like I, I think it was that I think it was I, I it doesn't matter what walks in in terms of pathology I got it you know like I've seen it I have enough of Rolodex I can tweak um, what's next yeah. right and I got some great advice early on not that you asked but I'm happy to share um, is um a respected PT, you know, a, a guy who I had followed uh, my entire career, his entire career. I was like hounding him when I was in grad school. Um, I was hounding him on business. Like, how do you run this thing? How many patients an hour? How do, it's insurance. How does that work? What's your lease? What's your, I don't even know what questions to ask, but I was pretending like I did. And he's like, dude, can you just become an awesome PT? Yeah. Like, stop, like just become an awesome PT. So it sounds like you're describing that. Like you were an awesome strength coach at the level you're at. What's next? Where do I want to take it? So um, that definitely resonates with me. Okay, so it's kind of, I wouldn't say easy, but you're comfortable and you're like, okay, next step, yeah. which was? Yeah, so at the, again, at the time, I, like in, in, in affiliated ball, I really had, I mean, I knew a couple coaches, a couple scouts, but like I had no contacts, like mm-hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. But I played. In my mind, I'm like, that kind of has to count for something because mm-hmm. I know how it feels to like ride a bus for 12 hours and then have to go. How does it feel? It, it, misery. It's not good. It's misery. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But so, you know, I'm just like, for whatever, like I'm, I'm just going to do it. So I got on the, um, the strength and conditioning website for pro baseball, literally applied to it. Same deal. Every open job. I didn't care when it was posted. I applied to every single open job 
And within like a day, maybe less than 24 hours, I got, I had like six teams hit me up at that point. I'm like, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, it's like, if you hit me back, mm-hmm. there's a reason you hit me back. And if it was Why just they one hit you team, back, why do you think they hit you back? It's a great question. I couldn't even tell you. I, like, you know, usually, you know, you somebody have to tell and, me, why do you think I they hit know, you back? It's a great question. I really don't know. But if it, if it would have been one organization, I'd have been like, okay, maybe they just really need somebody. But I, I think it was six. And I'm like, all right, well, there's something to this. Yep. So I can't tell you what it was. I mean, my resume, I had two colleges now. I think it was playing, to be honest yeah. with you, because everybody knows the X's and O's. Like when you go, if you go to school and you get your degree and you GA, like mm-hmm. you know how to program, you know mm-hmm. how to lift, mm-hmm. you lift yourself, you know how to eat. You should mm-hmm. know, at least you know how to eat, whether you yeah. do it or not, you know the nu- yeah. nutrition side. Seeds, but I think, a lot of seeds you eat. Seeds and, seeds. yeah, just seeds. Just seeds. Um, but I, I really, I guess if I had to answer that, I think is because I played at a moderately high level. Yeah. And I understand the game enough yep. to where, you know, a guy walks in the door and if I look at him, yep. I just know he, you know, let's just say he's a pitcher, obviously you know what work he has, but maybe he's not a pitcher. Maybe he's a bench guy or a role guy and mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't do much throughout the week, but then all of a sudden he gets his, he gets his, you know, he's he's in the lineup and maybe he does more than he has in a while and he doesn't, I just kind of know, you know what I'm saying? And I think they know. And, but if I had to flip it around or or if I had to, to give you some background, like I was the guy on the other end of that when you sent me your resume. Right. And so I'm thinking like, why am I calling Alex? I thought it was Alex Get at the time. Why am I calling Alex Jet? It's the resume, but I love the, hey, he played. I love that. I bet you that was huge because guys, definitely in the baseball world, I'd say most from what I've seen in the baseball world, they can sniff it, man. They know whether you're real or not. Do you know what it's like to be on a bus? Do you know what it's like to grind? So I bet that that's what it was. So I can answer that for you. The, the, why, why did they, like, why do I think they answered me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I got the job and once yeah. I got to know my, my coordinator a little bit, yeah. I, cause I asked him like, how many people applied to my job? Yeah. Just like 400 and whatever. I'm like, why did you hire me? Like, why'd you call me? He goes, cause you played. Yeah. That was his answer. Oh, there you go. Okay. So he answered, but it's, yeah, I couldn't tell you why, but. Okay. Now let's say you're a schmuck like me. Yeah. Never, I didn't play at a high level. How do I get that job? How do I do it? Cause yeah, people listening. Yeah. They haven't played, but they're good. You, you, I would say take a similar path as far as beat down their emails. Mm-hmm. Volunteer is a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, ideally you get paid for everything you do and putting all your time in, but if you're just starting out, you almost have to expect that that's just not going to happen, like paid positions and stuff sure. like that. So in a lot of organizations, you know, they have like fellowships and um, like internships, not yeah. just like post uh uh, post DPT, but if you just volunteer to go down to the complex and spend a day with somebody during spring training mm-hmm. and get an idea of what that lifestyle is like, go do an internship at 28, 20, I was 28 at 28 years old. Like, That's awesome. like volunteer your time and, and do certain things. Like people will kind of be like, like this guy walked away from that. Mm-hmm. did an internship at 28 to do, like they kind of noticed that stuff. So, you know, really to set yourself apart, you you got to grind away, man. You can't stop. Like if it somebody, you know, you hit up all these all these teams and nobody gets back to you, it's like, all right, doesn't mean you stop. You just figure out a way to get better and then hit them again. Yeah, that's, you know? that's that is outstanding advice. So, um, I think it's exactly that. It's also as you volunteer, you know, if you're lucky enough to get paid for it, awesome. You're going to meet people. So, Alex Jet resume comes across my desk. I thought it was, you know, it's nice that you had a baseball background. It's nice that you played. It's not for sure. 
first thing I do is who do I know with the Royals? Let me call someone with the Royals. Do you know this guy, Jet? You know, wh- what guys think of him? As soon as I get that feedback, uh, okay, like he'd be, let me call him back, right? I think that's how you get callbacks, but it plays into exactly what you said, which is you got to put yourself out there. You got to know people. You got to meet people, uh, good impressions, stuff like that, which obviously you did. So, okay, the Royals call you? That's where we are in the Alex Jet story? Yeah, so I, I talked to. Again, it was it was all those teams that hit me up. Mm-hmm. I obviously I called them back. Hey, you know what's up? And we, I interviewed with all of them, phone interviews. Um, they all say, hey, we, you know, we still have interest. We want to move on to the second round. Playing that whole game. So now I'm just like, well, whoever offers me offers me first, I'm taking it. I don't care. I'll take it and I'll pack my stuff and go tomorrow. Girlfriend, wife. At the time, still girlfriend. She was. She knew what she was getting into. I okay. told her kind of like, hey, look, if this is about to happen, I'm gonna yeah. be in Arizona or Florida and. This is what the next nine months are going to look like. And she knew what I wanted to do. She's mm-hmm. been nothing but stud. But she was just like, if that's what you want, go. Mm-hmm. Like, we're fine. We'll figure it out. Um, and so the Royals, in the, it was like in the middle of my second interview. He, we were kind of wrapping up. He, um, shit, my, my, the coordinator at the time, he was just like, you know what? Like, do you want this job? I'm like, yep. Did not. Like, think about it. I'm like, no. I'm in. Mm-hmm. That was it. So I got the job like right there on the phone. Love it. That was December of 13 so okay. for the 14 season. Um, hung up the phone. was just like, that's it. Let's go. So Pack you, up. in your mind, you're a strength coach for the next 40 years. Exactly. Okay. So that's, that's a dream job. They offer you, did you know what level? Yeah. I saw a uh, uh, short season. Okay. Yeah. Short season. Extended spring training in, in short season. Okay. So that guarantees you, can I? Can I ask you what you made then? Oh yeah, it was uh, dog water. So that would have been, it was at that position was hourly position. I believe it was th- between twelve and thirteen dollars an hour. Love it, I, I love it. And how many hours? Like, dude, during spring training. I mean, like you're clocking in and out. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, timesheets we all did. So we are there. Let's say we start six six thirties. Pretty much every day we start, we're pretty much finishing close to that. So you're thinking like close to twelve hour days, seven days a week, off days sprinkled in here and there. Kind of do the math. How many months? So once spring training is up, so everybody breaks breaks camp around you know early April, um, and then extended extended spring training just a whole like it goes from madhouse to like like uh, morgue. Mm-hmm. Like no, you know mm-hmm. you got your injured guys and then your your younger players. Um, so it, it, it changed, but then I was at the complex still for another, until the draft, which is in June. And then mm-hmm. you, everybody reports to their, uh, their short season, their short season team. So, um, so it's how many months a year that they guarantee, they say, Hey, we're going to pay you hourly. Is that, oh, yes. is that year round? Se- seasonal. Seasonal. It's seasonal. And then you have an option to go out to Arizona uh, in the off season, mm-hmm. which is instructs and fall. So like there is no stop. Okay. But for me, it was a seasonal gig, and I had the option to go out to Arizona and help out here and there. That first year, um, the first year I didn't go out for instructs or anything like that. So I had a couple months off, and then I was literally right back for spring right training. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I always, when I talk to other pro athletes, and they always ask about baseball stuff, you know, what's it like to, to – make it in the bigs. I just had this conversation last night with a, with a linebacker. He is a little bit of a baseball guy and he's asking like, what's it like? Um, how hard is it to make the bigs? And I'm like, dude, it's like, like decimal points make it right. Mm -hmm. Um, he's like, well, 
why, how does it work? I'm like, the truth is, and who, who told me this? I think it was a pitcher in the Nats organization. He said, it is just a contest as to who can stay poor the longest. And like, it sounds like it's not different on the, on the like admin side or the, or the staff side, right? Like how long are you going to grind for 12 bucks an hour? Yeah. And so how long did you do it? I did it. So I did it for that season. They, and it's like, they have the option if they want to bring you back. It's mm-hmm. not like you're coming back, but they obviously they, they wanted me to come back, and I was just I didn't hesitate. I'm like again, I'm, I didn't care. Okay. I'm like yeah, and I got my raise, which yeah. it was a raise, it was Peanuts. something. Yeah, but I moved up to high A at that, okay. for the next season. So, um, and, and what's it like? What's the day to day like? Because when I came out of grad school, I'm thinking like that's a dream, right? Like mm-hmm. working in the miners, that's a dream. What's it like? What's the day like? You said six to six, and, and yeah. So in spring training, I mean everybody's in one spot mm-hmm. from rookie level to the big league guys we're all in one spot our complex was in arizona okay um and usually obviously we're on the minor league side um i would say six to six thirty every day we're starting i mean in their setup first guy rolls in for business mm-hmm. right that's when you start and then some days end sooner than others but usually we were wrapping up between five and six that night and then we're like we're tearing everything down cleaning everything up and then we have our staff meeting and it's like well, what do we got tomorrow getting things kind of ready for the next day and it's i mean there is no like there are no weekends there are no off days I mean, here and there's an off day i'll take yeah it. but for the most part seven days a week and you just go um and and so that's spring training that's yeah. spring training okay yeah so in a season in my position in rookie ball it's different like you're you know you're now you're traveling you have your home stands and whatnot so those days are a little bit different when you're at home right the game, you know, weeknight games going to be seven oh five first pitch. Saturday, Sundays, getaway days. Those will be maybe your afternoon games. Um, and so, you know, guys will start. I would get to the complex at like eleven, twelve ish, because you know, definitely the start of the night before is going to come in and want to lift early. Mm-hmm. So you got to be there. Like you have to kind of be ready at all times. Yeah. Um, whether that's at that time, if somebody wants to lift after the game at ten o'clock at night, that's when we lift. Like yeah. you're just there and you're assigned to that team. Wow. So there are no hours like you work for a certain amount of time but it's, it could be any time right yeah um but yeah so like i'm there at the comp or at the uh, at the at the stadium from like noon say 11 to noon um till the end of the game and then again it's like guys come in and lift when they need to lift um during bp i may have some like a guy working on whatever yeah um but it kind of goes around the like the player schedule yeah and then obviously the easy part is watching a game you get free yeah. tickets every night so just watching good baseball um, yeah and then you know uh any anybody that would get injured the AT would handle it. And then if they needed me underneath, like I would go under the stadium, help them out with whatever pitcher that comes out of the game, I would go underneath and do all their arm care, get a quick flush in. Sometimes guys would want to lift like now. Mm-hmm. And at that level, high A, I mean, once you get through that low A barrier, high A, you're like one call away from double A. I give them a little bit more freedom because you're a prospect at that point. Um, so if a guy wanted to lift right then and there, I'm just like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And we would train. Like, yeah, I love it, man. I'm I'm in my element there. Yeah. So okay, so let's get a little clinical there. Um, is there a PT? Not not on the no road. PT. All when the, you all say back flush, are you doing hands on yeah. as a strength coach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the norm for that organization? They're, okay. they're all different. Um, for that organization, I would because the trainer has to stay on the field mm-hmm. if something goes down. Um, but they they the trainers and, and the sports med staff came up with the arm care protocol. And then we would, you know, learn it from them, and then we would run them through it, mm-hmm. um, like immediately after the game, and get their lift set up for either right now or the next day. And there's one of you. Yeah, per affiliate. Yeah, per affiliate. Um, and okay, so flush the strength, um, doing the lift, 
who designs that lift? Me. Alex yeah. Jet. Yeah. Our coordinator. So every week we have to send everything to the coordinator, which is all we just email it. Um, here's my program. Here's what guys did, and everything's kind of building off each other. And he, you know, reviews it and makes sure everything looks good. And yeah, we have the freedom to do all that. I love it. Okay. Um, how long are you there? How long are you in affiliatable? Uh, two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. Okay. And then, then what happens? All right. So at this point, so during these two years, that same hunger to like learn and get better and grow, that's still there. It hasn't gone anywhere, but now I'm just applying it. Um, a lot of the sports med staff that I met mm -hmm. there, uh, like, especially like one of the PTs who I still talk to often, um, they had a fellow there. Um, the big league guy, like just that whole staff, man, they're just like on it They're I listened to the conversations they're having cause we would sit in on some of those meetings and the way they're talking, I'm just kind of like, hmm. damn, there's like levels to this. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I can get you stronger. That's fine. But they like, they're just taking what they know to a whole nother level and like how they make decisions on, well, is this guy going to be ready now? And, and so that really intrigued me. Yeah. There. Yeah. And throughout all this, Girlfriend turns into fiance. Fiance turns into wife. Mazatov. <laughs> wife turns into oh, by the way, we have a girl on the way. Oh. So now it's kind of like this is what year two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, in between year two and three. Okay. Oh wow. Um, so now it's like okay, do you want to be the dad that raises their kid on Facetime? Yeah. Or do you want to be here? That whole game starts. Yeah. How can I do what I love? potentially get back into that world yeah be a dad yep. all that that game's going on how young are you young 31 31 okay 31 about to have your first and so is that when pt comes onto your radar yeah wasn't there before not even close okay why don't you just become a higher level strength coach then not in a affiliate but why don't you get a job at the university of maryland um, it's honestly, I still can't answer that really good. I, it, for me, it was the, the girl, my, like, you know, my daughter not played a big role in that because I, I could have had that job. I could have become a coordinator, mm -hmm. went to the big leagues, mm -hmm. but I'm not, she, she was a big decision in that. I just, I was fortunate enough to have parents around when mm -hmm. I was coming and I, I'll just flat out tell you, like a lot of the guys I worked with in pro ball, I saw the relationships they had with their kids. Yeah. I was just kind of like, damn, you know, I just didn't really want that. Mm -hmm. um, she was a driver. So if I want a job at a high level, great. Pack your stuff. You're going to Oregon or Cali or Texas. And mm -hmm. again, I'm fine with it. My yeah. wife would have been fine with it. But it's not like I didn't want to just up and move. It yeah. was just it was just that for me. And again, that's why a lot of um, strength coach careers don't work because there comes a point where you have to decide. If you go that route, if you just want to stay single and not have kids, you are a perfect yeah. Strength yeah, coach, you like you have the perfect personal life to be mm -hmm. a strength coach because you can do whatever you want. I thought I was going to be that guy for a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I, was, I just loved it. it. But you know, at that time, I had to make the decision. So that was the driver in it. Okay, yeah. okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Quick question on what it's like in house because you're about to leave that sector. So in house, let's call it pro sports. You are with these guys all day, every day, right? I always ask the question on the athletic training side, how do you not get guys dependent on you? Because once those athletes are dependent on you, you got, you're stretching their hamstring every day instead of teaching them how to stretch, right? What do you, how do you navigate that? Yeah, it's tough because 
again, at that point, everybody has the same goal. Even the coaches, all trying to get to the big leagues. Yep. How do you get there? You have to be healthy. You have to feel good, and you have to perform consistently. Yeah. That's the kicker: is the consistency. That's such a grind that just every day, every day, it's just you forget what day it is. Yeah. You just know everything's in three day increments. Yeah. Um, but it's hard because once you you stretch a guy's hamstring and he feels great and he goes four for four, the most some of the most superstitious superstitious athletes in the world are like, I have to do it. I I won't even get into a story about this one guy, but he, oh, used, he, he put Tiger Ball on. He put Tiger Ball on his arm one night and went yeah. like four for four, stole yeah. two bags. He used it. He put Tiger Ball on his every, never needed it yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was just that you know what I'm saying. So, but anyways, t- I would just you have to have that conversation. Like, hey man, you're not playing today. I don't need to stretch your hamstring. Mm-hmm. Here's a band. Let me take you through. It's the same thing. When I know when you're gonna play, like I'll work with you a little bit. But there comes a point where I'm not gonna be around. You'll have another strength coach. But like. You can't depend on anybody but yourself, especially in this game. It's a game of adjustments. You have to know what makes you tick. What kind of player are you? What What do you need to do to get ready? Do you need to stretch? Do you not need to stretch? Some guys just rip a Red Bull and go. Like, yeah. and that's fine if that yeah. works. Yeah. You know. So, just having that talk that hits home with them. Like, you got to depend on yourself or learn how to. Like, you got to mm-hmm. figure it out because if you need something or if you need like everything from somebody, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? So that, just having that conversation is the big one. So I think that's, that's an awesome piece of advice. It also has to come from a place of knowledge um, and it has to come from a place of confidence that you're empowering. Um, how did you get to that level of confidence? And I would say even now, the way you treat now, because um, you work with high-level athletes all the time in, in an outpatient sports setting, how, how can you advise the audience to speak from that place of confidence? It's repetition. Yeah. You you got to spend time in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be uncomfortable at first. Anything new is like PT strength aside. Just any environment that's new, you have no idea what's going on. Like you just gotta. If that's really what you want to do, you gotta like be okay with that yeah. and just figure it out. Like. Put yourself in those positions. Reach out to people. Um, communicate as much as you can with the players. Even if, even if you're, I don't want to say intimidated, but even if they're not your type of personality, you don't vibe with them. You've got to talk to them. That's your responsibility. So, like, it's just, for me, it was just reps. And like, you know, you know, the, the more I was in that, that environment, was fine. Like the weight room and being around the guys, like that's fine. But now it's not like I'm playing with you. I'm kind of, I don't want to say an authoritative figure, but like. I'm your coach now. Yep. It's a pro ball, so it's different. It's not like college. Sure. But but you're you're, you're kind of in charge of them, right? So you have to learn that, like, you're walking that line with, like, a pro guy. You got to treat him like a man. It's, it's different. But once they know you're there to help them and you're not an absolute idiot, like, that's the big thing. But the comfort level just comes with time. You have to put in the time in those environments. And, and then it's just like anything else. You know, you're dealing with – you got, like, big leaguers, triple A guys. It's just like – you're baseball players. Yeah. You're 20 years old. Yeah. Just go talk to them. Yeah. It's fine. You know, yeah. they just, they, and they, a lot of times, you know, you forget like they don't know the best thing they need for their hamstring or their oblique or whatever. Yeah. They have no idea. They just know how to crush a ball or throw and whatever. So like, you're just that piece to help them with their career. Once you kind of look at it like that, don't look at it as any more than that. It's, it's pretty straightforward. I love it. The, I love it because it, it works in this setting too. It works in the outpatient sports world because they're going to be tough personalities. They're going to be tough athletes. They're going to be, you know, uh, arrogant individuals. They're going to be a bunch of schmucks. They're going to be like sweet old ladies that walk into your sports clinic. How do you relate to them and meet them where they are? That's what you got to do. I think 
in that level when you're working in organized sports, but it's the same, it's the same as what you do now mm-hmm. every day. So um, I think that's a good piece of advice. So then you go through PT school. I'll ask you a general question about PT school. Um, did it prepare you for what you do today? On the clinical side, on the table, 150%, absolutely. That sounds like an awesome grad school. How yeah. the hell did you find that? Because Shenandoah. that was tough for me. I, Shenandoah. In Virginia. Yeah, Winchester, Virginia. Okay. Um, you, you know, I, so I applied to PT school. I thought PT, I had no idea what PT was. I thought it was what I saw in Arizona. I'm yeah. like, oh, everybody's going to lift weights. Everybody's. Yes, same. Yeah. I get there, and now I have, like, I got peds and and you know like my inpatient stuff did you struggle with ekg like i struggle with ekg i'll be honest with you cardio palm is probably one of my better classes you're a bastard that almost ended my career i don't i don't know how i could just figure out the heart it was weird i actually enjoyed that probably have a lot of brains what do you struggle with neuro okay what about it neuro is just a beat down because the way my brain like with the heart like everything has a pathway and if something backs up i can just kind of backtrack and work mm-hmm. through it in my brain mm-hmm. for me there was a lot of like i had to memorize this because there's just too many tracks and up and down and cross and that that was i've made myself figure it out but that was like i had to work extremely hard to get good at neuro mm-hmm. and and it's also i mean were you passionate about neuro no so i think that's to me that's a huge deal right like I too walked in. I thought it would all be like biomechanics and lollipops. I just thought it was going to be three years of heaven. And like halfway through, I'm like, uh, maybe I should be a lawyer. It, I'm coming off. We just won the World Series. So like when I walked, <laughs> like I walked away from a good spot with the organization. I was yeah. cool with everybody. I was gonna come back. We just went to the went to the World Series in 14. Won it in 15. Mm-hmm. And I still was like, I just want to kind of do this. So it was hard. It, I'm saying that because during school. And I, now I have a lot of contacts in pro ball and I'm getting te- in class. I'm like on my phone, I'm hitting they're Like, what are you doing? You're uh, PT. Yeah. Like, get your ass in Arizona. What, yeah. like, we got an opening right now. I'm just like, God. so and I, I, told, I told my wife, I'm like, look, I had a, we had our daughter at the time. I was going through school with, it uh, started with a seven month old. Wow. So, wow. um, I'm, I told, I really thought about like bouncing back, but I, I kind of made myself go through it because at that point I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you can, if you can do both at a high level, not many people can do that. Yeah. T- so, t- tell us what both means. Uh, PT. So like the clinical stuff, PT, meaning like post-op day one, somebody walks in and they're in a brace and they're ace wrapped. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Right. And as a strength coach, you're like, uh, go to the trainer. I'll yep. get you in like four months or yep. whatever. Handle that. And then literally just take your baby all the way through until they're, sprinting lifting jumping whatever the case is ready for their sport so i'm like if i just you know grind through a lot of the pt school that i don't like maybe i can make this work and at the end of the day i can always go back to baseball that was like my save my like in my mind i'm like i can always do that so i just made myself grind through and then once i start like once i got through year two year and a half like i'm in that second year i'm like starting to figure stuff out Mm -hmm. you have that like that moment where you kind of know like okay i think this is gonna work yeah so then i just grinded through it and then finished out my last year as you're coming through you have this awesome background of strength right um it makes uh, probably all your clinical stuff once you get to the ortho and sports stuff easier so i think mm-hmm. that really answers some of the questions that i opened with which is like how the hell did you get so good so fast well y- you put in a lot of work leading up to it let's say you didn't spend those years doing that you're like me. You, you're a sports geek. 
you went to undergrad, um, maybe played some baseball, then you go into your doctorate, and then you want to work in, like jump into sports, but you haven't done that high-level strength stuff, what's your advice to decrease that learning curve? How, where do you get your strength knowledge if you're just a sports PT? What's awesome, let, let me just back up a, a second uh, about you and share this about you, is you. I've seen you in uh, your clinical life and career go from staff PT to clinic director really rapidly took about a year to do that you did a great job of being able to handle the caseload connect with your caseload improve your caseload now you have these new graduates coming in underneath you. you're building this awesome team so what are you telling them those new graduates don't have your insane experience with the royals or whoever how do they pick up that strength stuff like give me a couple books give me a couple of resources tell me what would speed that up for you it's hard for me to give you books. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly list some for you. Both of the new grads we have now, both did strength and conditioning internships at the division one level. Yeah. For me, that's really... It's huge. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of resumes, um, we, we read through a lot of resumes, that stands out, kind of like what you said about me. When I see that, I know what that world's like because mm-hmm. I'll flat out tell you, the exercise or the... The exercise prescription we got in school, mm-hmm. literally, I, I use zero of that. What did you say? Dog water? Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> nice way I'll put it, since we're being recorded. Yes. But, I mean, I, why, uh, why is it it's bad? a huge problem. Why it's can't such a we problem. Fix that? There, I thought, we like, how there is not a, a, a strength and conditioning basics, the NSCA book, here's, how, here's linear periodization. Here's what happens. If you increase your load and you like, it's just something. Something. We got none of that. We just, you know, therabands and cable machines. And if somebody has this, I'm, I, like, I, I just, I can't even, talk, I'm going to start like. No, it keeps me up at night also. You know, no I, I don't even want to talk about it. But like, I, so how that is not a part of a program is beyond me. It's a huge problem because that is literally the only thing that I think saved me when I got here. Because mm-hmm. I just, I could just pick up and go. Exercise prescription, progress, regress program, bang, 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 bang. Like real time. Let's go. Yep. So when I see those, when I see those resumes that say, oh, by the way, I did an internship with Maryland football. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did an internship with UCF basketball. Yeah. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the only thing, the only way this won't work with this person is if I talk to them, I don't think I can be around them every day. Right. It, that, and that's a personality yeah, thing. Sure. So you can read books and all that. That's great. But I'm telling you, you can be the smartest person in the world, X's and O's, program, all that stuff, until you can stand in front of 30 athletes and start directing traffic mm-hmm. and everybody's doing everything the right way, you're, you're just not going to get it. Yeah. So, so for me, for anybody like you, like take time and go do an internship for free. Yeah. Like just go find yeah. a division one school. And I'm going to tell you, those coaches are going to look for help. Like they're going to want help. They're yeah. not going to say no. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like for me, even if you don't have to do an internship, go do a site visit, spend yeah. a day maybe yeah. and just see what an actual, like, like a coach, an actual coach, a strength coach, because it's different. It, it just, it's very, it's, it's a different world. Spend a day with them and see if like you maybe want to dive into an internship, or even virtual internships now are like a thing. So you have to do something in that regard. I, like I just, it, it's going to pay you exponentially in the long run if, if you if you like really want to make a difference and on this end in the sports world yeah because it turn everybody turns into a strength like every case turns into strength and conditioning at, at a certain it, point at every point right yeah. at every point and that's what drives me insane about when we look at the early post-op 
don't forget your strength and conditioning principles. Don't like there is dosages that we know we need to increase his range of motion, right? Stop with your three sets of 10, yeah. right? Stop with your quad sets for, for three second holds. Like yeah. you, you want time under tension. I know there's not a lot of tension there, but it's a volitional contraction. Make that quadricep yeah. scream. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's totally worthwhile. It's also, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm putting words in your mouth, you're describing you want them to have that internship, but then you also said, just go in shadow, right? And I think what you're describing is you want some proof of grit. You want some proof that they have worked hard. And so I would just piggyback on that. Like, uh, maybe you didn't have the opportunity to do some high-level strength stuff, but if you want to get into sports rehab and you don't have this insane background that you're bringing to light, Alex, I want to see something that you did that's tough. I want to see where you put yourself out a little bit and, and you had to work, and maybe that's not in sports. Maybe it's... I don't know, you're at a homeless shelter, I don't know, 40 hours a week or something crazy, right? But like working hard, overcoming, showing that you had to do something to get to your desired goal because I can mold that, I can teach you. Um, I can teach you how to be a great sports PT. Um, and I think that's something you and I need to work harder on is getting those new grads, getting those students, which, which we're really doing here a lot now, and giving them outstanding strength and conditioning principles. I think some of it falls on the CI. Looking back at graduate schools they have to cover everything yeah. they don't know where alex jett's gonna work he says sports but maybe he's gonna go yeah. work at the va right so those rotations those experiences that we can be a big part of we have to go out of our way to be a big part of um okay i'm, I'm gonna fast forward all the way down as we as we or all the way forward as we wind down a little bit um you're every day today um tell us what it's like and tell us how because you're going to tell me how hectic it is tell us how you stay up to date and then we'll bring it to a close yeah um as far as so day to day again now that that like you said there's just kind of a staff working with me or i don't want to say under me with me team team exactly <laughs> um it's everything that i've learned along in, in these in these couple years it's the same thing like i don't expect you to know like I expect you to have that deer in the headlights when you walk through the door and actually get your first like oh wow like my first ACL mm -hmm. or or you or it is like maybe they're at a maintenance phase and and you're doing some strength and conditioning with them like I expect you to be uncomfortable and not necessarily know what to do you're not supposed to like that's what I kind of am here sure. for so um but but day to day so it's managing that and I, I, I set aside time I'm huge on mentorship like you said pay it forward I, like if I get emails from somebody I answer them because I was that guy right mm -hmm. now you know. I just, we all started there. Like yeah. anybody who's anybody started not knowing a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just so, you know, I don't big league anybody. Um, but, you know, I, I take the time. If if the uh, staff PT is under me, if they want like mentor time, I give it to them. Mm -hmm. I tell them anything I know. I learn from them. You're coming from UCF. You're coming from Maryland. I know you had Nordboards, Force Decks, all this stuff mm -hmm. that back when I did my internships in 2012, 11 you're using an abacus there, we had tendo units tendo, yes. sick yeah, yeah great but like this has all come to light so like yeah. i know about it i read about it i watch the videos but here it comes again like i wasn't there yeah for me it's like go there and use it and coach mm -hmm. somebody up well they're coming from that so like i'm learning from them as awesome. well like the egos like i don't i can learn from anybody so i i kind of say to them like this is how it's going to be with me at least like so we're working together Love to it. like get better and, and grow this thing so again so like day to day i mean i have my case loaded and i'm making a difference as much as i can there um but there's just there is just so much we can do on, in this environment 
like tell man, them what those this, two worlds are t- say what this environment is you know so yeah sports pt like again it, it, there's definitely a clinical piece to it but it is heavy strength and conditioning to a certain point because you have to get athletes at a point to where they need to return to their sport how did they get hurt playing their sport mm-hmm. that's the huge that's like the biggest gap we see is it's like if some if a patient we have goes to another clinic yeah prior to us my first question is i don't care where you went what'd you do yeah for a hamstring strain i did rdls okay what else uh stim and ice yeah i'm like okay <laughs> how'd you get hurt sprinting okay so then you're telling me you didn't sprint well not really okay there's your issue yeah so i do my assessment maybe we'll do rdls but i guarantee you the bulk of our rehab is gonna be sprinting yeah like you just i don't know maybe it's the strength coach mind to me but like I, so i push the needle as much as i can i'm almost looking for your pain like i want to find it because mm-hmm. then i know your baseline mm-hmm. if i don't find it i'm gonna i will find it i'll put yeah. it that way if i don't find it initially i'm gonna find it i'm gonna do something you know so i don't know I, and i'm still learning every day but for me it's like it's it, it's you can't stop wanting to learn wanting to get better it's not even necessarily like finding your niche i, I don't you know i came into this like yeah i'm a strength guy but now like if you would have told me a couple years ago, like I couldn't have cared less about an ACL. Mm-hmm. Now I want ACLs. Like yeah, I've just learned awesome. to like them. Hamstrings, I've learned yeah. to like them. And once you see enough and you get kind of good at it, you make you kind of make your own treatment protocol around what you learn from others around you and sure. stuff like that. You eventually start to be your own PT, your own coach, or whatever, and then you just like, but just rinse and repeat. I love just it. Go go go. So and and so just to distill that all the way down, the way you stay current is you have an uncanny ability to learn from everyone around you. And so now your time in the clinic isn't just teaching, it's learning, which is awesome. I bet you there are also some some things you do in your own time, like listen to the performance rehab and strength training podcast. I think that's a great one. Do you know anything about that? A little bit. Uh, it's been, it's taken a little bit of a hit because uh, there's a new baby in town uh, about six months ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, I st- so that was like my COVID project back during that whole thing. It delayed a lot. So uh, in my mind, I'm like, well, how can I learn more, meet new people? It was essentially yeah. that kind of the same thing. Definitely wouldn't consider myself a podcast personality. Well, tell us the name of the pod. Yeah, so the perform, I need a shorter name. It's so bad. <laughs> perform- but I, I, I'm so bad at it. I'm just like, well, what am I going to be talking about? Yeah. That's it. That's so, not bad. Yeah, Performance Rehabilitation and Strength Training Podcast. So that's that's the name of the podcast. Um, I got a little like, um, started a website, little IG profile, and that's it's just kind of like little, my separate. It's a big deal. Wow, it's my it's my thing that's kind of separate from like all my personal accounts and stuff like that. But it was an opportunity again to learn, right? Like yeah. I'm talking to dudes from Australia, like that's a high awesome. intensity whatever from Australia, and I'm just like, wait, a different Australian than the one who works here? Yeah, okay, yeah, a little bit different. Um, but it's just like you know, I'm learning, right? And then I'm applying stuff, and and it was a cool little it's a cool little side gig. I enjoy it. You know, you just meet people and. Dude, you um, you are a creator. You created that opportunity to learn from others. Yeah. That is the theme that I have just heard over and over during our talk here is you're willing to work hard to create something for yourself, for your family, which is t- so, so respectable. It's really awesome to see. Um, and I think those are major reasons why you have just flourished. That's how you became from student to stud in two years, it's really amazing. And so I think that's advice that is worth sharing. You have to put in that work. And if the stuff's not around you, you go out and make the stuff, you go out and create the stuff. Um, Okay, so you mentioned the podcast. How do people find you otherwise? Yeah, Um, so yeah, the name of the podcast. Um, I have a website as well, agprst.weebly.com. My Instagram handle is prst underscore pt. I have a Twitter as well, same, PRST underscore PT. That's where I'm most active. Um, I, again, 
uh, haven't posted as much lately, but I'll definitely, I have a lot of content to just catch up on make a bunch of reels and stuff like that. But I'll talk to anybody. Like I said, man, I'm, I'm open to having those conversations. Um, and I have some episodes I'm sitting on right now. I just need to chop them up and get them out there. So I love it. And, and you can find that podcast anywhere. It's on all the major, um, you know, all the major sites and all I, that. I love that. And, and it's such a great podcast. It's, it's very clinical in nature and I've learned a ton listening to it. And it's just great to see kind of where you're going. This is a show, this is a platform that we want to hear feedback on. We want to hear what you thought about listening to Alex Jet's story. We want to hear about future topics. You can find us at pod at truesportspt.com. And this is a show that is about sports PT. It's by sports PTs. You're learning from an awesome one in Alex Jet right now. And it's for sports PTs. And we just want to make you better at what you do. So reach out to the both of us. Reach out to Alex Jet. Reach out to us at Pod of True Sports PT. Tell us what you want to know. We will absolutely pay it forward. I want to thank you for your time. You were awesome today. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the True Sports Physical Therapy Podcast. If you'd like more information on today's episode, please visit us online at truesportspt.com. That's truesportspt.com. True Sports, what sports rehab should be.